Welcome back. Tim O'Connor filling in for Jason Bonington, and I'm joined by Dan Malecki. Dan's uh, a regular on this show and doing a wonderful job through the first part of the card. Dan, we've knocked over five races, and we're about bang on halfway through the show, so I think I've nailed at least the run sheet at this point in time. Oh, spot on. It was never in <laughs> doubt. I had to dollar $1.04. <laughs> um, no more time for uh, for laughs, so we've got to keep going. Uh, race six on the card is the Highland Race Colours Pace, 7.33 p.m. Over the 2240-metre trip, it's for horses rated between 78 and 89. We've got an odds-on favourite. It's number five, Imperial's Reason, for Emma Stewart and Zach Chappenden, $1.75. Jillaby Nitro, the second elect, at 5.50. Pull the other leg. $16 backed into eight fifty. Number nine, Joni in at $9. Ultimate Vinny at 10 Mighty Flying Art, the pole marker at 19 Platinum Stride, 19 Arg at 23 And the outsider of the field is number four, Wears Seggy at $26. Imperial's reason, Dan, very impressive last start. It's a horse I can never catch, though. Um, I'm not sure if you're in the same boat. I couldn't take $1.75, but he's certainly a winning chance. Yeah, look... Um uh, the the first up run, I suppose, well, she couldn't pace properly, really, but um, they quickly ironed that out and was able to get to the front dictate and win impressively. So that might well be the key. And we've seen her before be most unlucky in races, uh, got plenty of ability, uh, probably the one to beat. No, As you said, no value. I, I think Jellaby Nitro, now that he's found winning form, is a much better chance. But what, what do they do from the draw? Because they're prone not to press forward with him anymore and... If that's the case, he needs a genuinely run race. And maybe Imperial's Reason can provide that. But often uh, a horse like Imperial's Reason, if it does lead, uh, you'll want to be on the pegs when she's running through strong sectionals. But Jellaby Nitro, out of uh, the winning um, stall for a long time and did win uh, with uh, with something in hand. It was a comprehensive uh, victory last start. Joni N was terrific last time as well. I think comes into this race... Nicely placed and uh, and mighty flying art from the draw might be a, a chance as well. Pull the other leg, um, they've been driving it from behind as well. Um, it's obviously got the gate speed and perhaps it looks an attractive draw to, to have a crack at going to the front. But if Imperial's reason is able, the easier that she gets to the front, um, we'll, we'll have a, a the, the, the result of the race. Uh, might be forlorn if, if if she's able to get there comfortably, but sometimes she's her own worst enemy. Uh, so I've got the five on top, but probably a race where I'd be happier to have a, a nibble on the seven and the nine, Jellaby Nitro, Journey in, and maybe even Mighty Flying Art, who's not going badly, um, and from the draw could be a good first four chance. So five, seven, one, and nine. Five, seven, one, nine for you there. I might just press you on a couple of other runners, Dan. Um... Ultimate Vinny, uh, he was Jason Bonington marked him a twenty-six dollar chance on his form analysis. I thought that was a bit of overs, and I'm I'm not surprised to see the tab open at nine fifty out to ten. I think that's about his right price. But I was really taken by his last run last start. You might look at it and go fifth of ten, beaten nine meters. But um, I reckon if Taylor French had her time again, she might have pulled out in front of Cobber from memory, the eventual winner of that race, and. Ultimate Vinny got dragged back in that race and then had the tenacity to come again, and he hit the line really well. There was no sectionals available for that race, believe it or not, the only race that didn't work. So I can't 
help anyone there. But at least to the eye, he ran home nicely. And, of course, we've seen him win a race, a good race at Melton recently up on the sprint lane. And he won that uh, tender print final at Mildura. I thought he might be one, despite the bad draw, that could figure maybe at odds at around $10. Sure, you make a good case for him. And um, he uh, Connor Clark takes the drive here. This is a horse that's got a bit of gate speed. And Connor's very good at getting them off the gate, I find. So it would be interesting to see if... Uh, part of the tactics is pressing forward because we've seen him do that before and if he did blast off the gate attempt to cross them um, keeping in mind that pull the other leg has often been driven with a sit lately and um, an Imperial's reason I wouldn't say he's a brilliant beginner uh, he might be able to get across and then potentially take the trail if Imperial's reason goes up so you, um, I might have to factor him into the mix there I think you've uh, you might have um, come up with uh, something that we all have to um, take into account. Um, yep, I think you make a good case for it. You certainly won me over. <laughs> well, that's, that's a start. Um, that's what I wanted to win over. Uh, Putnam Stride's probably the other one that, I mean, I don't know if this is his race, but I've backed him his last three starts from memory. He's gone runner-up, runner-up, runner-up. Um Reading a little article this week, Dan, that you know, he's obviously not going to um, find the top. At least Shane Sanderson doesn't think so, and he's just looking to, to find a nice spot in running. And the one one would be ideal, and he could figure. I'd be surprised if he won, but he's won at nineteen dollars. If you're uh, having these first fours, where there's a fifteen hundred dollar jackpot that I'd be including as well. Arg probably just a touch out of form. Where's Seggy, uh, a nice horse on his day, really good race. Um, just going back to Imperial's reason. Um, I remember watching this horse. I was on track at Birchip one day going back, uh, well, two Birchip Cup days ago, and he was trained by a, a man called Paul Fidge, and I'd never heard of Paul, but Imperial's Reason came out and won by about 20 metres uh, in, a heat yeah. of a, in a heat of a race, and he went to Charlton and basically doubled that margin. He won by about 30, so I don't know what's happened since. He's, the horse has obviously been moved to the Emma Stewart's table, but he's shown a, a good amount of ability for a long time, hasn't he? Uh, no doubt. It is a mare, though, but, um, yeah, I've, absolutely. I've done that again. Apologies. Uh, she. She. The, there's um, uh, a number of mares that Emma has been able to split up because of the depth in those, uh, the ranks that, uh, well, her stable anyway, and she, doing a super job, Emma and Clayton, just to break them up so they don't clash. And as a result, I think you forget they're actually mares because they seem to be taking on the boys all the time. And Imperial's reason, I can't remember the last time she was, just in mayor's company to be truthful so um i think you can i can forgive you for that um yeah look uh, come a long way um still got every now and then you'll see something within her the way she paces that is not perfect but clearly when she puts it all together uh, she's very good but it's not the only mayor that fits that sort of category that emma is uh, um taking the races tomorrow night the the horse and the race after is probably more challenging that's right. Imperial's Reason. That word, that name suggests to me a male name. I don't know why. It's just got in my head as <laughs> Imperial's Reason uh, is a boy. Sweet Passion a... does that to me. You know, the um, horse that's trained by yes. um, uh, Maddie Craven. I, I've always had it in my mind. It, it was a filly. So I've made that mistake a few times as well. Yeah, it's um, some just get stuck in your head. But see, she is certainly a she. She's a five-year-old mare. She's had 34 career starts, 10 wins. Uh, and she's with the Emma Stewart stable. Damn Although what? these days, though, you've got to be thinking it won't be long before the horses <laughs> can be listed as non-binary now, yeah. too. <laughs> that's not bad, actually. Uh, and that's not a million to one, either. Um, uh, <laughs> just before we take the news, Dan, we might just hold off on going uh, to race seven. I was speaking to Andy Gath 
earlier this week and um, got a bit of an update on Catcher Wave. He is very nearly ready to step back out in the public eye. I think Andy's hoping to trial him at Melton maybe two weeks, if not three. So we will see him step out at the trials very soon and then he'll have... I'd say at least two runs heading towards the Eureka, the big slot race at Menangle on September 2. I tell you what, uh, the promoters of this race would be wrapped with the way this is shaping up. Leap to Fame's doing wonderful things in Queensland. Captain Ravishing, we know how good he is. And, and Catch a Wave, you know, coming off a Chariots of Fire, a Miracle Mile victory. This race is up as an absolute beauty. Yeah, no doubt. I, I made a comment just recently that um, as far as uh interest in harness racing and maybe even quality of field it may well be the best harness race since 2000 and look there might have been others in between that come close but um there's a bit of water to go under bridge when you consider we're talking about it the way we are and um we're in winter and we're, we're talking about a race that's running in september um it's the race we're looking forward to and the, there's only one regret i've got tim and i might be shared by a lot of other victorians and that's that the race is not at melton yeah, well, um, yeah, I agree. Uh, I have uh, suggested to my lovely wife that I may be heading towards Sydney that weekend. <laughs> she rolled her eyes and said, uh, whatever. So I think that's a yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm even considering um, asking the powers to be whether they uh, thought of a Victorian to call it, um, considering it was a Queenslander and uh, a Victorian that are hitting the markets, and I'd be more you know, non-partial as being the person <laughs> from uh, going up from Victoria. I, uh, I might put my hand up as well. Well, I'm happy to drive you. Uh, and unlike Jason Bonington, you could share the driving with me. <laughs> yeah, that's not a problem. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be great. Of course, uh, we've had a Victorian caller uh, head across uh, to Sweden to call a race. Lick did a great that's job right. calling that meeting, didn't he? Yeah, he did indeed. And um, uh, and good on him too. It was, it was his idea. And uh, we were able to organise something for him. But uh, the Eureka, uh, the Tab Eureka is going to be much talk. Well, it has been already, hasn't it? I mean, you'd swear it was on next week. We're, you know, we've got the Queensland Carnival to get through. So, yeah, it's going to be the, the big race. Uh, and hopefully it's the first of many clashes between all of those top four-year-olds. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, I just had a message through from Toby McKinnon, who's listening to the show. Uh, he tells me that Imperial's Reason is named after, or you know, named in line with the Narandra Football Club, the Imperials. So there we go. Thanks, Toby, for for that one. Darren Carroll and Steve Cleave also listening in. Thanks for the kind words, guys. We might take a news break, Dan, and we'll come back with race seven. You're listening to the Friday Form Panel. We've got half an hour to go. Tim O'Connor and Dan Malecki. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.